Thank you for downloading the Focus on the Family Marriage Podcast. You can find more relationship insights at focusonthefamily.com slash marriage podcast. All right, do you ever feel like your first response to really any unpleasant situation is anger? I'm John Fuller, along with Greg Smalley and Aaron Smalley, and today we're going to hear from Pastor Ted Cunningham about the damage that anger can cause to relationships and how to deal with the deeper issues that that anger is reflective of. Here's Ted talking with Focus President Jim Daly. Ted, I need to ask you because you are expressing great emotion. Where's that coming from? What part of your heart is reacting to anger in that way? There's tears in your eyes. Yeah, you know, I, I think it's it's you don't want to go at the end of your life. And again, I, I know I don't want to speak as though I've lived a full life. I'm 40. So I, I kind of feel maybe I'm going through a midlife crisis. I have I have no idea. But at 40, I just don't want to be that pastor who reacts to people who can't handle criticism from time to time or in most leaders case daily. <laughs> I, I don't want to be the one who who leads from an unhealthy soul. Mm. And uh, my friend Lance Witt shared this with me last night. I thought this was beautiful. He he describes it as like shock absorbers. He says, when you're leading from an empty soul, he says, everything is jarring and jolting and you can't, you, you just can't receive anything because you don't have any place for it. He said, it's not an, only an uncomfortable ride for you. It's an uncomfortable ride for everyone who's in the car with you. Mm. And so I think that emotion comes from the husband and dad in me. It's not an easy subject. It's not an easy book <laughs> well, no, and I <laughs> to ask can relate. people to get down to the deep levels. And mm. anger is easy to talk about because we're men. Let's get angry. Let's yeah. just fight it out on the field and work through it and shake hands at the end, hug, walk away, and we'll be friends. But you get a bunch of guys sitting around talking about the primary emotions that lead to the anger. That takes us to a place where we start peeling back the layers going, oh, I don't know if I want to talk about that. Well, you've opened the door. I think we need to. What does that look like when you sit around? What are those primary emotions? Yeah, and this is Bob Paul and Greg Smalley and Gary Smalley have for just years been pounding this into me as those core fears. Uh, we also call them buttons. They're just like little atomic bombs going off inside of you when, when something happens, when an event or a circumstance happens to you. And and for me, you know, Amy and I, were very different. And she has a completely, her core fears opposite of mine. Hers are disconnection. When she feels disconnected from someone, you know, that emotion flares. will give you a great example. You know, if someone leaves our church mad, frustrated, and we sit around at dinner and try to process that. I'll process that out of my primary emotions, and Amy's processing that out of her primary emotions. I'm processing it out of being controlled, feeling like a failure, feeling judged, going, well, you know what? All they did was try to tell us what to do anyway, and all they did. And I'm going into, I'm seeing that through my lens. Amy's sitting across the table saying, yeah, but he came to faith in Jesus at our church. You renewed their vows. We baptize their children. So she's coming at it from a disconnection Well, highly relational. Highly relational. Yeah. And that's why the primary emotions are so important to talk about. It's like, what am I feeling? When, when, now, whenever I start to feel angry or even irritable, we talk about just being irritated in the book. You know, I get mad when I'm hungry. Well, really, there's something going on before you lead to, <laughs> to that next step that 
that's a perfect word picture for dealing with primary emotions. Mm. What am I feeling? Let me tend to that. Let me care for that. Let me work through that. Let me have someone to talk. And this is what Amy and I have found, and it's why the book's called From Anger to Intimacy. Now when we go through a trial individually or together, the beauty is we know one another's primary emotions. And all we want to do is sit there and talk about those. We're not going to the anger side. And think about that. When you and your spouse can sit down and talk at deep levels about what you're feeling. And again, a guy listening right now is going, oh, he's wanting me to wear my heart on my sleeve and cry to my wife all night. That's not it at all. Not at all. Not at all. It's to come home. If, you had a, if you're mad about something, what happened today? Well, this guy, you know, I've been working with for two years, and he's been on, you know, contract with us. I feel like he cheated. Okay, cheated is a great feeling word. Let's talk about why you feel cheated. And so I, I think guys need to process this and understand. Just speak in emotional words. I'm not talking about you have to cry and you have to get all emotional, but use emotional words. Process what's going on. And you will find great levels of intimacy. And again, the context of all of this is safety as well. It's knowing I feel safe to share this with Amy, what I'm feeling right now. Well, also, it sounds like you're also saying, uh, yeah, feel. The Lord wants guys Mm -hmm. to feel. And we have buttoned ourselves down pretty well. Everything's politically correct. We put it in a compartment. We don't express it in certain ways because we know it's a little unseemly or whatever it might be. You're saying let it go. Really talk it through, especially with your spouse. Yeah, let it go. And I think guys, too, they get into this box where it's like, well, we're talking right and wrong, true or false. And it's like, no, we're talking emotions. We're talking emotions. And it's different when I'm speaking of this is what happened today, this is what I felt. And so, I mean, for years, you want to talk about the world's worst apology? This is it right here. I'm sorry that you feel that way. How many times have I given that to Amy? It doesn't feel very good to hear that. No. What I'm saying is you shouldn't feel that way. Right. Stop feeling that way. I want you to start feeling this way when what should we really be apologizing for? Words and actions. I said this. Would you forgive me? I did this. Please forgive me. I shouldn't have. I didn't think that through. Well, it's also personally accountable. Yeah. So owning your emotions is a really big part of life and good communication especially for couples. And Ted made some great points about identifying primary emotions and using emotion words to talk with our wives. And uh, Greg, I'd like you to expand on that a little bit. There are some guys that are going to be saying, what? I don't like talking about my emotions. Which is true. Sadly, in our culture, we are taught a whole bunch of things about emotions. So as a guy, the first step on sort of this journey to to be more emotionally aware, more emotionally intelligent, to be able to have conversations with our wife about our emotions, which is so important to the health of your marriage. It begins with understanding what are the messages that yeah. you've bought into about emotions. Maybe for some, it's, you believe that emotions are a waste of time. Maybe it's a sign of weakness. Real men don't cry. Yeah. That if I deal with emotions, I will be overwhelmed and won't be able to function as a normal person. They're sinful. That there's something to be avoided. For me, I saw emotions as something that I had to quickly overcome so that I could move on to how to solve it, how to fix the problem. Emotions were annoying because they were wasting my time. 
because it, I wasn't getting quick enough to the solution. And that's, Aaron, probably was your experience for many years <laughs> in, in our marriage. I, I tried to talk her quickly around, through, under, over her emotions so mm-hmm. that we could just fix, solve the problem and move yeah. on. And what it felt like was, you know, he was trying to fix me, which he was. And it was powerful for me to recognize that my emotions were nothing more than the voice of my heart. And God gave me a heart that has emotion. And so it's just information. And I'm able, even when Greg doesn't agree with my emotion or when he's trying to fix my my emotion, I have the opportunity as an individual to validate my own emotion. And there's something so powerful about that when you are recognizing I'm feeling something. And by the way, guys may not be able to access that information quite as quickly. We as women access that information quickly, but we often don't know what it is to name it or what to do with it. So we have our own struggles as well. But there's something so powerful about just validating that this emotion is there. Mm -hmm. I'm feeling sad. I'm feeling invalidated. I'm feeling failed. I'm feeling not good enough. Whatever it is, that just to simply go, okay, I wonder why. Hmm. Huh. And it's okay that I'm feeling like that. Yeah. Yeah. I grabbed a tool from uh, some radio guests that we had here one time that was kind of a list of emotion words, right. soul mm-hmm. words. And I put it in the bathroom on the mirror. Good for so you. So Dina and I could talk about that. That was a couple of months ago, and we haven't talked about it yet. But I'm hoping that one day we can, and we can connect emotionally, as you're saying. But that's how you begin to build that emotional intelligence. Yeah. It's going to start with an emotional vocabulary. Mm-hmm. I, it was hard for me to even come up with an emotional word beyond the what I call the ad emotion. Sad, mad, bad, rad. I mean, those were easy. I could do that. But, but it took doing exactly, yeah. John, what you're suggesting is I, too— copied off online, went on, you could just search feelingless words and just found one and, and made some copies. So I have a desk job. So I would, I had a copy next to my computer and I intentionally, maybe two, three times during the day would just stop and go, yeah, how am I feeling? I don't know. I'd look at my list and pick one. in huh. and, and, and over time, I actually noticed that I had more words to describe when Aaron would ask, how are you feeling or what's going on emotionally? So that's how you begin to build Mm. some emotional intelligence. That's good. There's a tool called an emotions wheel. And as a therapist, numerous times a day, I will print two copies off and hand an emotions wheel to each one of the spouses in my office for couples therapy. And they'll all say, how are you feeling? I don't know. I have no idea. And I say, well, look at the list and pick one. And I encourage them to do that two or three times a day, hmm. just like you're saying, to check in and to develop a larger emotional vocabulary. Okay. Well, we're going to try to put an emotions word list on the website. Ooh. We're going to link over to that. So uh, be sure you look for the link there. And if you just need to talk to somebody, if, you, if, if this is all kind of foreign to you or a challenge in your marriage... We have caring Christian counselors here. Um, give a call. They'll schedule a time for a callback, and uh, they can walk you through some steps to take and even refer you to somebody in your area uh, if you want to continue the conversation. Of course, we are going to be offering Ted Cunningham's great book to you, uh, From Anger to Intimacy. Make a generous donation of any amount to focus on the family, and we'll send a complimentary copy of that book to you as our way of saying thanks for joining the support team. 
Well, uh, next time we're going to hear more from Ted Cunningham and, of course, Greg and Aaron Smalley. For now, I'm John Fuller, and thanks for listening to the Focus on the Family Marriage Podcast.